every week I write just like you do. I just, I, I lick my own envelope, okay? All right. Let's make sure these get put back on the back. Who, Ashley, would you hand those to Ashley Hernandez? Right there, right there. All right, you, you got your Bibles? Go to the red letters in your Bible and find a letter called John. It's in the red letters. It'll be the fourth book with red letters. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. If you need a Bible, hold up your hand. Ernest is already standing up ready to pass Bibles out. If you need a Bible, hold up your hand. Need two here. Anybody else need a third one over there? There were some Bibles right there. Anybody else need a Bible? Need right here. You got one there? All right, hand them to Ernest. Would you hand me that letter, Daniela? That was very nice. I wasn't going to say anything because it's church, but we'll, we'll talk later. <laughs> I love you. All right. Somebody tell me something good. It's been a long day, a lot of heartache out there. We're going to talk about that and what the Lord's going to do for it, but tell me something good. Rick. Fifteen years, outstanding. Lula. <laughs> so I was sharing the story with somebody earlier that needed to hear the story and I'll let that person go on with their business. <laughs> oh, because uh, she wanted me to share this too because I, I came with a bad attitude when I came in here. So I was in the line behind her and she just made me smile. Uh, that's good. That is a good thing. Yes. Somebody tell me something good. Brenda? Well, I got up this morning. It's my second son's birthday, Jonathan's birthday. He's having it in heaven. And it's been eight years since we celebrated a birthday with him. And I just really thought we went to prayers that people have been praying because I, I've, done, I've done good. Good. That's good. You know those things I said a minute ago, it's real easy for people to forget. Somebody gets sent to prison. Somebody that goes through something uh, as horrible and as traumatic as saying goodbye to a child, uh, their child, uh, it is real easy for folks to forget 
the birthdays or the, the joys that are missed, it's a good thing that people are pr still praying. It's good for us to remember that as well. Tell me, what you, tell me something good. All right, all right. What's your, what's your baby's name? Sapphire. Sapphire turns two. Mm -hmm. All right. And then we get a new car next week. What kind of car? A Mustang. Does, do the windows roll up and down? <laughs> <laughs> man, around here, that's a big deal, man. That's a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Danielle doesn't have any. She, hadn't, she wasn't around when all of that story was happening. In fact, a lot of you weren't around, and y'all are going, what are they talking about? It's a long story, but Francis will tell it to you when you get a chance, all right? All right, last call. Tell me something good. Ellie and I got to go to our mini vacation, and we went ziplining. Yay! <laughs> what do I want to do on my vacation? I want to hold tightly to a rope and scream like I'm dying. Yeah. Can you imagine what, what Darla sounded like going out there? If she's loud in church, can you imagine on a zip line? Man. Well, we're glad you're safe. We're glad. Glad you're home safe. Glad you're home safe. I'm just so excited that my friend Cameron came to church with me today. Yes. We're glad you're here. Yeah. And now you're embarrassed, right? <laughs> she does that to me all the time. It's okay. We are glad you're here. Well, last Sunday I went to my son's teaching. And little did I know that my daughter Now, do y'all know that? I don't even think you know that. Richard's daughter. Is she your oldest daughter? No, she's the baby. She's the baby. All right. Ooh, don't tell her I said the oldest. Ooh, I was just kidding. Uh, and what's said here stays here. Right? Yes. Okay. All right. All right. Good. Richard's youngest daughter, uh, Priscilla, confessed her faith in Jesus and received a brand new life. Outstanding. But not only did that happen on Sunday, somebody else got a brand new life and she had like 72 relatives here to help her celebrate. I don't remember who that is. Olga, wave your hand. Olga, this is Olga is our brand new sister. And I'm telling you, I, I like it. I, watching somebody get a new life never gets old for me. I love it every time. But this one was extra special because there were, how many of your grandkids did you have here? She had 10 or 12. I mean, there was, I know there was, a, when I took a picture, I had to use the wide angle lens to get them all in. It was you. Good group of people. Family and friends there. Uh, that's fantastic. And we had, uh, and I, I don't see her. Am I missing? Okay. Um, Geneva. I was 
going to try and say Veronica, Victoria. We got way too many V's, and then it, it's not even close to a V. Geneva, but it had a V in it. That's what threw me off. Geneva, a friend of a friend of Catherine's, and works with some other folks here. Uh, Geneva uh, also confessed her faith in Jesus and made the decision to accept the free gift of God uh, and have a brand new life. Uh, we thank God for that, right? All right. All right, you got your Bibles open to John chapter 1? I don't want to take I don't want to take up too much time doing what I'm about to do. I want us to make sure we spend plenty of time reading what God has to say. But somebody else said it to me today. This they said sitting in this room and listening to people talk said, I am overwhelmed sometimes. I am just overwhelmed sometimes uh, of, the, of the pain, of the trauma, of the grief, of the hurt that's in this room. Um, that's the truth. And on Wednesdays, our exercise is to see God working in that and trying to find the good in that. But the truth is, if you're here, we... Well, you don't come to this side of town to go to church. You don't come to buildings like this for church. You come here because you needed something. You needed to be accepted. You needed to be loved. You needed to be helped. You needed to be direct. You needed something, right? That's why I'm here. Now, here's the point. Some of us have become convinced. Convinced, not just that we believe it, not just that we think it, we are convinced of it. It is a fact of our thinking that Jesus is the answer to those questions and the solution to those problems. We believe it. Now, that doesn't mean that everything's going to work out like I like it. You know? You get the letter evicting you from the apartment. If you come see me, well, I'm going to see if we can help you. You betcha, but I guarantee you we're going to do something that will really help you. And that's get you a new life. Get started on a new life. There's always been another place to live, right? There's always something. There's a way to make things better once you get started in that new life, right? That's what we I've become convinced of that. And so that's what we keep repeating. Well, in this room are people who are hurting about some things. And it's real hurt. They're hurting about some things and they don't know where to turn and they don't know what to do. And here I am standing up saying, I think Jesus is the place to start. Now, if you agree with that, tell me some reason you, you agree with that. Tell me some reason you agree with what I just said. I believe Jesus is the place to start. I believe He is the answer to the question. He's the solution to the problem. If you believe that same thing, then you tell me why. Wait. I mean, I've just been in school and different things, studying all different religions, all different beliefs, and everything else. It seems like every other belief except Jesus leads you on your own to find, leads you to find the answers on your own. Like me, he's the only one that actually says, I'll solve the problems for you. I'll come to you when you don't want to eat people, you don't want to come to me. Like, I'll forgive you even when you don't deserve to be forgiven. 
left on your own, but he's the only one that really pursues There's a lot of interest. Wade nailed it. There's a lot of interest out there in the world right now in philosophies and or what they call religions, which are nothing more really than just philosophies of men, that will basically leave you on your own. They'll give you a different way of thinking. They may give you a different way of reacting to things, but in the end, it's up to you to make things better. Now, do we have some responsibility in how we make things? Yes, we do. But even with our best effort, can we make ourselves new? No. Now, I can clean my act up. I can shape up. I can, I can toe the line. I can correct my thinking. But I can't change my life. I can't save myself. I can't get a new life at all unless it comes from Jesus. If you believe what I just said, what Wade just said, tell me why, baby. Shake your head if you don't want to answer. Shake your head if you don't want to answer and we'll move on. How do you know that? How have you learned that? Okay, A.B. said, she said it and said it out loud. Are there any other women, let's start with women, are there any other women in this room that know anything about feeling that need, craving that love, and looking for all that love in the wrong places and in the wrong people? Why don't you look, A.B., you're not alone in this deal. And ladies, listen to me. I'm, I'm convinced of it. I'm convinced of it. Jesus is the answer to that question. He is the solution to that problem. We're going to find out tonight. One more. If you believe what I just said, if you believe what Wade just said, if you believe what A.B. just said, why do you believe it? It's sure a lot better than the other stuff I tried. All right. Like? All right. Now we've got a guy, so let's let's guys. Only guys. Only guys. Any guy in here know anything about trying to find some kind of peace, trying to find some kind of courage, trying to find some kind of joy in alcohol? Anybody? What'd you find? I'm sorry? <laughs> An empty bottle, yeah. And at the end of the bottle? A worm. A worm. <laughs> yeah. And you were, you were the one that felt like the worm, right? Anybody, any guys, only guys, only guys. We're not a slapper. All right. Uh, in, any guy know what it's like to go from 
relationship to relationship, woman to woman, pleasure to pleasure, and still at the end of all that to look around and see you still didn't have anything that would last. Anybody? Any guys? Yeah. And the truth is, it's true for us just like it's true for the women. There is one love that is above all other loves. And if we could ever discover that one, if we ever get a hold of that one, if we ever can hold on to that one, then we've got something that you can't, nobody can ever take away from you. Okay? Even if, nah, he can't take it away from you. Nobody can take it away from you. Got your Bibles? Look at chapter 1, verse 1. I want you to read along with me so you know I'm not making it up. Because in a world where there are uh, substances that can rob you of your mind and rob you of your peace and rob you of your joy, even rob you of your freedom, rob you of your life. In a world where there are people who can promise everything and give nothing in a world where there's um, moments of incredible joy but in the next moment incredible heartache this is true in the beginning was the word underline the phrase the word and the word was with God underline the phrase the word and the Word was God, underlined the Word. He said it three times, y'all. Three times. When God repeats something, He's bound for us to take, pay attention to it, right? In the beginning was the Word. That means it was this Word, whatever this is, is eternal. It was there in the beginning. And this Word was with God. We're not talking about 
with God in the sense of just, oh, he was right next door. This not only was with God, this word, look at the next phrase, was God. I want you to slide down to verse 14 right quick, and then we'll back up and study it. Who is he talking about? Yeah, he's talking about a man. What man? Uh uh. Look at verse 14. The word. Kelly, would you throw me a marker? One of our kids borrowed that one. Go ahead and throw it. I don't care if you hit it. All right. Just kidding. Read the phrase, the thought, the word. Another way to say word would be truth. Another way to say the word would be fact. Another way to say word would be real. The word actually comes from a word, it ends up being the word we use for logic. It means what's real. It's the reasonable conclusion of everything. And in verse 14, it says that word, the word, did what? That became flesh. He became a man and did what? Dwell with us. And who is that word? Jesus. Now here's what I need to show you. Jesus is not just a church house visit, okay? Jesus is not just a church house visit. Some of you grew up in a religion where you went to the church to visit Jesus. Or you carried around a little cross or jewelry to remember or to visit Jesus. Jesus is not a church house visit. Jesus is eternal. Jesus was there before the beginning. Jesus was there with God. Jesus is God. The Word was God. That Word, that truth, that fact has always been, will always be. So whatever you want to eventually decide you believe about Jesus, you get to understand that Jesus is not just a temporary fix. He's not just a band-aid. He is the real deal, the whole deal. He is the deal. So for those of us who came in here looking for some kind of scrap of hope, and it may have been looking for, serious. It may have been just looking for, i got to have some help with my rent. i got to have help with some gas. I, and maybe these are kind people and they'll help me. And then when you got here, what you found was we didn't have a lot of money, but we did have something that is, is better than money. And what is that? We got the Word. We've got the fact. We've got the truth. We've got Jesus. He is the real deal. That's what we've got. And does... If you, if you let Jesus be Jesus to you, if you let Jesus be Jesus to you, He's already Jesus whether you like it or not, right? Whether you accept it or not, which amazes me when people say, oh yes, I believe that, and then they don't accept it. Or, Come on, no, 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 no. Are you kidding me? If Jesus is Jesus, if Jesus is the real deal, if Jesus is God, if Jesus, if Jesus is the Word... If He is that fact, and He is the one that is the answer to the questions, solution to the problems, then why in the world wouldn't you take it? Why in the world wouldn't you have it? Right? Fella Sunday came up to me. 
and he said, I've got five gold dollars. He gave me four. He, he gave me five. I gave one of them away and I thought I had another one, but it's a quarter. Five, he gave me five coins, dollars, coins. And he said, I've seen you sometimes when you're asking somebody, when you're asking somebody about if they want Jesus, if they want that free life, that free gift, you'll offer them a, a dollar. So he said, I want you to use these. So I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. When somebody offers you a free gift, Kay, what do you do? Take it and say thank you. You take it and say thank you. Danielle, what do you do? Take it and say thank you. What's your name again? Eli. Eli, I knew that. I knew that. She calls you some other things when you're not around. But I didn't want to say that. And you're wearing a shirt that says things, so I didn't know. Somebody offers you a free gift, what do you do? You take it. And you say, that. yes, perfect. That's exactly what you do. Your first time here. If somebody offers you a free gift, whether they can pronounce your name right the first five times they try or not, what do you do? Thank you. Yes, you take it and you say thank you. Jesus is that fact. Jesus is that... That scared everybody. I didn't mean to scare you. But I saw, I saw Diane look for the fiery chariot coming to get her. Right here. Yeah. Jesus... Get used to it. Jesus is the Word. He was there in the beginning. He will be there in the end. There is no one else that's going to be there, in the, was there in the beginning and will be there in the end. I don't care what his name is. I don't care how handsome he is. I don't matter how cute she is and how much she loves you. He is, she's not going to be there in the end. Am I telling the truth? I'm telling the truth. You can shop around. You can shop around. You can club around. You can do all the other stuff around that you want to do. You're not going to find that, this kind of love. You're not going to find this kind of fact. You're not going to find this kind of real except in the Word. He's the Word. He's the Word. All these other things are going to pass. That's true. All of these other things are going to pass. All these other problems are going to pass. There's one that doesn't leave and his name is Jesus. Now look who he says. Look who he is. Through him all things were made, and without him nothing was made that has been made. Now hang on. If Jesus made everything, what does that tell you about him? Just real quick, give me, draw me a conclusion. If Jesus made everything, that every, oh, say it again. Everything is, everything belongs to him. He made everything. That's a really good point. Tell me something else you know about Him. If He made everything. He made me. So who do I belong to? So I have no right to give me to someone that doesn't see me the way Jesus sees me. I'm going to say it again. Because you were nodding your head. Oh yeah, that's right, that's right. And you don't believe it anymore as far as I can throw you. Some of you just hadn't got it yet. So I'm going to say it again. Jesus made you, therefore you belong to Jesus, and therefore you do not belong to anybody else that does not see you, treat you like Jesus. Is that right? Here's the one I thought of. If he could turn a dirt clod into a man, what can he do with a man who acts like a clod? Right? 
And we've seen some men. Where's Lexus? Haven't we, Lexus? We've seen some men that God changed, didn't we? If he can take us a rib from a man's side and turn it into a woman, what can he do with a woman who's a pain in the side? I knew where y'all were headed. And I wasn't going to let you do that. Have we known? Have we known some women who God has transformed that way? I noticed I didn't call on any husband to say that. Because <laughs> I didn't want the marriage to end when you got home, right? You see the point? If Jesus made everything, look what He can do for me. Keep reading. In Him was life. You want life? It's not found in the bottle. It's not found at the bar. It's not found in the bed. If you want life, it's found in Him. And that life was the light of men. You want to see light? You want to be able to see? Sometimes you just feel like you're in darkness. You don't know which way to go. You don't know where to turn. You don't know what to do. Then you've got to turn on the light, right? Turn on the light. The light is... Jesus, it's the Word, it's the fact, it's the light, it's the life. Now you've got three words, three words to describe Jesus. You've got Word, life, and light. All of those words He uses. You want some of that? I don't know about you, but I want some of that. I want something in my life that's there before I ever was and will be there after I've been. Because I want that kind of stability. I want that kind of security. I want that kind of hope. I want that kind of peace. Keep reading. The light shines out in the darkness, but the darkness does not understand it. Now that shouldn't surprise us any then when somebody doesn't... It shouldn't surprise me when somebody in here doesn't understand how important Jesus is. Because... The world doesn't understand. Darkness doesn't understand light. Darkness just hides from light. So let me say this. Because it's happening even right now. Even right now with us. I'm not pointing any fingers and I'm not looking at anybody specifically. Though I wouldn't have any problem doing that. I won't do that at this point. There are people in this room that are playing with the darkness. You know better. You know better. You know that that darkness leads you to guilt. It leads you to fear. It leads you to judgment. It leads you to worry. It leads you to, to poverty. It leads you to hurt. It leads you to abuse and neglect. It leads you the wrong direction. And you said before, you said, I don't want that life anymore. So you wanted to move away from that darkness. Then why? Why, 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 why would you go back to the darkness? If you are playing around with darkness, that means you don't understand Jesus because Jesus is the Word. Jesus is the life. Jesus is the light. That's what you hang on to. When you feel like there things are getting out of control, when you things like feel like there's things you can't control, when you think when you feel like things are about to just what was the word I heard somebody say the other day? I just feel like I'm drowning. I remember the feeling. What do you do? Swim for sure? No, man. You hang on to what you... Hang on to truth. Hang on to the Word. Hang on to life. Hang on to light. 
There came a man, he was sent by God, his name was John. He was a witness concerning the light. He wasn't the light, verse 8. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. So who is this true light that's going to... Oh, there's a good word. The true word, the true life, the true light was coming into the world. Who is he? He was in the world, and though the world had made, was made through him, the world did not recognize him. Hang on, hang on, hang on. There it is a second time, and God repeats himself, allows me to do the same thing. If you're not, if you're not following Jesus, if you're playing that game of trying to come to church and visit Jesus, and then you walk back to the world and you're sneaking around in the, and you headed back to that darkness, you don't recognize Jesus. And it shouldn't surprise us that it happens because the, how many years did I live out there in that darkness? How many years did I live out there in that mess? How many years did I go through what I was doing knowing it wasn't right, but I wanted, didn't want to look at the light? If you're not following Jesus yet, you don't recognize just how important He is. The world does not recognize Him. He came to which was His own, but His own did not receive Him. Yet to all who received Him... Now, circle this one. Verse 12, you've got to underline this one. You've got to know this. And your Bible is going to translate it differently than I, th I think the original words translated it. Or revealed it, I should say. And then it was translated earlier in older Bibles with a more, uh, a more difficult structure. That's why they changed it. But here's what he says. To those who received Him, to those who want Jesus, look what He'll do for you. Okay? Now, I want you to notice before I start reading, He doesn't say pay your rent. He doesn't say give you gas money. Doesn't say mean you're going to have groceries. Though people that love you are going to help with those kind of things, and thank God they do because they've helped me with those things. But if you receive Jesus to those who believe in His name, He gave them the power, the power, my Bible says, the power to become children of God. You want your life to be different? You want your life to change? You want to become a child of God? I love... I love the thought that our ladies shared at their tea party. That they are daughters of the king. I like that. But I'm telling you, you can put it on a bookmark. You can tattoo it to your neck. doesn't make it so until you let Jesus change you. You let Jesus transform you. Let Jesus save you. Look what he says. To all who received him, those who believed in his name, he gave them the power. He gave them the power to become children of God. Not children born by blood is what the text says, the actual words. In other words, it doesn't matter what your race is. It doesn't matter what your race is. If you're white, brown, black, or a blue-tinted smurf. It does not matter what your skin color is. You don't become a child of God by your family. Listen to me. You don't become a child of God by your family. Yes, but my mother and dad were long-standing members of the church. Well, I'm so glad they were, but that doesn't do a thing for you. If we're... It, your mom and dad in Jesus, thank God they're in Jesus, but you better get there. 
and God gave you the power to become a child of God and it has nothing to do with who your family is. Now keep reading. And it's not by the will of man. That's what the text says, the original text says. It says human decision here. Okay, it's not by the will of man. It's not by your decision. It's not by your effort. I am, and we do it, and I'm glad we do it. I'm going to live a new life, so I'm going to do better. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm not going to smoke, cuss, dance, spit, chew, go with girls that do. I'm going to get rid of all that bad stuff in my life. And so I'm going to clench my fist, I'm going to stomp my foot, I'm going to grip my tooth, and I'm going to circle all over until I quit doing anything bad. Good. Let's fight what's wrong in our lives. Some of you got, some of, you just can't talk like that in front of your kids, y'all. I'm sorry. You just don't talk like that in front of your children. You don't act like that in front of your children. You don't act like that in front of you. You just don't. And if you've got family that you want to see follow Jesus, don't you think it would make sense then that you make them like, maybe like to look at the person that's acting like Jesus? But if you're trying to be Jesus and you're acting like the devil, you think they're going to want to follow Jesus? Oh, yeah, that's what I want to become. Yeah. You don't, you don't get there by your will. Look what he says. You don't get there by blood. You don't get there by effort. Or by any man's decision. My mother didn't grow up going to church. Didn't know anything about churches. She fell in love with Jesus. Was introduced to Jesus in the second grade. We have a picture Right up there, there's a picture of my mother uh, when she was in the second grade. And the teacher, her last name was Slaughter, saw my mother crying. It's sitting on the microwave. Jay, turn that picture around. It's got one of our early meetings. Turned it all the way around, all the way around. Right there. That old-timey picture, I can show you which one mother is. She's the one that's not happy for having to come in. They were playing softball, and she didn't want to quit. But... They made her come in and take that picture. And she looked about like that in every picture she ever took. <laughs> but since she's in heaven, she's not listening, right? All right. Anyway, uh, Miss Slaughter leaned down. She was crying at her desk one day, and Miss Slaughter leaned over and said, Joe, uh, baby, don't cry. Jesus loves you. You can always talk to him. She'd never heard of Jesus. She didn't know anything about Jesus. And immediately she said, Jesus became my very best friend. And she started praying to Jesus then and on the last day of her life when I was with her, when I was with her in the hospital on the last day of her life, she was still praying. In fact, she prayed for everybody in her family by name. God bless Bill. God bless Bo. God bless Eddie. God bless Rex. God bless Roger. And she named every daughter-in-law. She named every grandchild. She named every grandchild-in-law. She named every great-grandchild. and blessed. She was that kind of woman. She prayed that kind of way. She went to a church. A lady took her to churches because she wanted to find out. Because she was interested in church. She wanted to follow Jesus. She wanted to learn more about the Bible. So this lady took her to every church in this little town. Took her to every church in this little town so my mother could hear the preaching and see how people reacted and then she could decide where she wanted to go to church. 
I won't tell you all the details, but I can tell you about one of them in particular, she said. I went to this one church, Rex, and she said, at the end of the meeting, somebody wanted to join their church. And everybody in the church had to vote whether or not they wanted that person to join that church. She said, I got out of there because I wasn't going to let somebody vote on me whether I could go to heaven or not. Now, I think she may have misunderstood what they were doing. But maybe she had it more accurate than she, somebody would like to think. Do we have the right to decide who's going? No. It's not by human decision. I, I tell you all, we talk about it in here. Some of you showed up here. Some of you showed up here because you went to some other place here in town and they, you felt, I'm going to say it right, you felt like they judged you. Okay? Now they may have. I don't know. Or it may have just been you felt so guilty you felt judged because I've done that myself. I've felt that way before. But if you walk in here, if somebody judges you, I've tried to tell you, if you'll just let me know, we'll kick them in the throat and take care of that business, right? <laughs> but they, but they, that's not the point, y'all. We, we're trying to learn. If somebody judges me, guess what? That's their right. That's their right. Did I do some stuff that deserved to be judged? A couple of Fridays from now, I got to go back to a place that has, I don't think I'm overstating it, they have gloried in my shame and made point of making sure people knew about my shame. I'm going back to teach. Well, what are you going to do if they judge you? I'm going to talk about Jesus. Yeah, but they're going to judge you. Well, yeah. Because I messed up. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not giving them that judgment. But are they going to judge? Yeah, let them. I deserve it. I deserve it. I messed up. But guess what? I'm forgiven. God is not going to judge me. There it is here. It's not by human effort. It's not by bloodline of family. It's not by pedigree. And it's not by education degree. It is born of God. Underline the phrase. Born of God. Born of God. Born of God. Born of God. We say it here all the time. You want to change your life. You want God to transform you. You want a chance at a new life. I'm not talking about just paying your rent. I'm not talking about just doing counseling to make sure your husband gets along with you better or your wife gets along with you better. That all is available and that's all a part of being helped. That's good. That's a good thing. It's a part of cleaning up the mess we made before we start to walk with new life. But in our, if you want to start all over again, you get let, yeah, you got to let him. You let God have you be born again. Be born of God. It's not going to happen by your effort. It's not going to happen by some church vote. It's not going to happen by your decision. It's going to happen when you give God that power to give you birth, to give you a new life. Keep reading. The Word that became flesh and He dwelled among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and 
truth. I'll stop there. Antonio and I were visiting last week, a couple of weeks ago maybe. And he said, I was telling my grandson, was it Anakin or Seth? Anakin. Antonio was telling Anakin, he said, he said, you read in the Bible, sometimes there's a Jesus I want, and then sometimes there's the Jesus I need. I like that Jesus of grace, don't you? I like that Jesus of grace. Jesus of grace is the Jesus that can take a woman caught in the act of adultery and say to her with everybody else condemning her, I don't condemn you. That's the Jesus of grace. I like that Jesus. I want that Jesus. But Jesus is also the Jesus of truth. And I don't always like it, but I always need it. Sometimes you're not going to get people to tell you the truth. What's the man going to tell you, ladies? Whatever he has to say to get what he wants. What's the lady going to tell you, fellas? Whatever it takes to get what she wants. You ever had a boss do that? You ever had anybody lie to you about that? Yeah, yeah, it happens all the time. Not Jesus. For He brought two things to the world that we both want and need. I want and I need His grace, and I want and I need His truth. So God help us for the next few weeks, for the next few weeks, we're going to have a chance we're going to have a chance to walk in this room with our friends. We're going to have a chance to walk in this room with our families. And we're going to have a chance to look at Jesus. And in one moment, we're going to get to take a deep breath of His grace. And in one moment, we're going to get a hold our breath truth. But if you let Jesus give you His grace and you let Jesus give you His truth, he can change you. He can save you. You can be born of God. We talk about it so much around here. I, I got to ask you. If there's somebody in this room that's ready for that new life, if there's somebody in this room that's ready to be born of God, don't leave here without saying something. Don't leave here without saying something to somebody. And if the person you're talking to doesn't know what you're talking about, go to the next person. I'm going to sit right up here at the front, not going anywhere. Staying right here till you finish telling me what, we, what you want or what you need. But Jesus brought us both grace and truth. He wants to give you a new life. He wants you to be born of God. Let's pray. Father, thank you for tonight, for these folks, their attention. Most of all, we thank you for Jesus, for his grace and his truth. In Jesus, amen. Thanks, y'all.